This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Cray tapped to build ARM supercomputer. And Bull and Cavium team up on Montblanc prototype. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360, joined, as always, by our distribution partners at top500.org and their editor, Michael Feldman. How's it going, Michael? Very well, Addison. How's it going with you? We're doing well, and we've got a lot of ARM-based news coming out of Europe this week in HPC with two major announcements going on that I think are, are pretty fascinating. Let's start with uh, Cray building an ARM-based supercomputer. Right. That was a, a sort of surprising announcement that Cray has been working at least behind the scenes on an ARM-based platform for a while. I remember back in 2000. Uh, 14, they had an announcement they were working with Cavium on, on figuring out how maybe they could put an ARM, an ARM architecture into some of their uh, supercomputing offerings. But then you didn't hear about it for the interim, and now they've come out with this. Uh, they've been they didn't announce anything themselves, but what uh, what they did is the the customer, uh, in this case. Um, a consortium called Great Western Four Consortium. It's, it comprises a bunch of universities at uh, Bristol, Bath, Cardiff, and Exeter. That's a research consortium that serves a bunch of uh, research communities and industry partners. They they wanted a new supercomputer service to put together, and they wanted something a little different. And so they contracted through uh, through EPSRC, which which sort of funded all this. This is the the major. R&D funding agency in in the UK, they they were going to build this ARM-based supercomputer. And they got Cray involved in this. And I guess they had been working on it enough behind the scenes now that they had something more or less ready for this. They want to deploy this uh, in some time frame. They want to run this thing over the next three years. So presumably it'll be deployed sometime in in 2017. So Cray's going to put this together and give them a, an ARM-based supercomputer of a of a decent size here, 10,000 ARM cores, which is probably something on the order of, of tens of teraflops. So it's a an honest-to-God ARM-based supercomputer. It's the first one that I can certainly remember in in this particular industry. Yeah, I don't think we've seen an ARM-based supercomputer over 10,000 cores. We've certainly seen a lot of research projects, including at Barcelona, which we'll come back to in our second story. But you know, this is a this is a real supercomputer, and this is based on the the uh, Cray CS four hundred uh, platform, that form factor, which is their cluster based platform. You, you, we would associate it with the it's uh, the old Apro line that came into uh, Cray. That does bring in the Cray HPC optimized software stack on top of those clusters. So you know, this is this is for serious taking ARM into supercomputing. They uh, we got some information from Simon McIntosh Smith from Bristol on this project that it's a three million pound capital budget that's about three point seven million dollars and they're projecting one point seven million pounds or two point one million dollars of OPEX over uh, the first three years of running this service and there's all kinds of partnerships here not only with the four universities that are involved but the UK Met Office is is really looking at this as a as a partner to see if they can get their weather codes 
up and running. And they specifically chose this target size of about 10,000 cores so they could work on these uh, applications that typically run in the range of five to 10,000 cores. Right. The Red Office currently has a Cray supercomputer, in this case an XC40, which is uh, an x86-based Intel system um, with just regular uh, Xeon processors in it. And, you know, they that's a very powerful system in its own right. It's eight, eight, uh, eight uh, petaflops, I believe, peak, uh, and it's yeah, it's been there for a while. But they're, they're now looking... Even now, they're looking for the next generation supercomputer down the line. And so they're thinking maybe that won't be an x86 system. It might be an ARM system. So they're going to use this as sort of a test case for porting some of those codes and seeing how they perform on this new system. So maybe their next uh, pre-exascale system, perhaps, might be, it might be an ARM-based system. This is a project, by the way, codenamed Isambard, I-S-A-M-B-A-R-D. Kind of reminds you of Isengard from the Lord of the Rings. This is Isambard, uh, Isambard, and they, they will also include uh, x86, Knight's Landing, and some Pascal P100 GPUs on the same network because a big thing they're trying to do is a lot of direct comparison right. of how well applications scale. Now, this is uh, something that we've seen coming in this industry as, as we've looked at how the industry is adapting to all of these different architectures, the architectural specialization or diversity in the market. And one thing that we've been projecting is that users are going to be doing a lot of testing and evaluation. And one thing we found in a survey uh, almost a year ago is that about 50%, a little more than half of HPC end users had plans to use or evaluate ARM within the next two years. That's from a year ago. So here we are a year later and, and we're seeing it happening, building out these large scale platforms, not only for the universities in question, but some of their partners as well to do specifically this evaluation of their codes. And I think it's become easier to do these evaluations now since we're seeing some of the second generation ARM server chips starting to make their way into the, into the market. Uh, now, for this particular announcement, nobody nobody talked about which uh, which ARM processors are actually going to be used. They just talk about the number of cores. Uh, there's 64-bit ARM cores, but like I said, since Cray has been basically working on a Cavium-based system for some amount of time, I'm assuming these are going to be Cavium processors. And right now, Cavium's got its Thunder X chip in the field, and its second-generation Thunder X2 chip is going to be released and made available sometime probably in 2017. So I'm, if I had to guess, I would guess that this, uh, this system, Asambar, being, being deployed this year is going to use the, the newer X2 chips, which are going to be more like a high-performance chip of what we would expect to see in, a, in an HPC cluster. Yeah, you're right. That chip vendor has not been announced at this point. So you are making an assumption about it being yeah. Cavium. Now, what certainly is Cavium is the other uh, ARM-based news coming out of the same conference. There was an ARM event looking at ARM on the road to HPC that was held uh, in conjunction with the Mont Blanc project. And that's where the first announcement was made. Then there's a second announcement also ARM-based, about phase three of the Mont Blanc project, and that's coming from Cavium and uh, Bull, or, or Atos, Bull within Atos. 
Right. They announced they're going to build their in their third phase. They're going to build a prototype system. This is uh, their third or fourth prototype they've done under Mont Blanc, and this one will contain the Cavium X2 chip, the one we were just talking about, their second generation ARM processor um, that that is actually aimed at the at a high performance space. They're going to include that in a prototype system for Mont Blanc, which is a, a project that is is looking towards exascale technologies and trying to figure out different architectures and uh, technologies, hardware and software. They're going to go into that that arena. So this is their most advanced prototype, obviously. It's the latest one. Uh, again, we expect this sometime before the end of the year. And it's going to have these Cavium X2 Thunder, Thunder X2 chips in them, and it'll probably be of decent size. Uh, the the budget for this third phase is 7.9 million euros, and you think some of that is going to go into this prototype, and that's that could basically fund a fairly good size system, probably something on the order of of what we're seeing on the on what we just talked about on the Cray side, maybe even something a little larger than that. Yeah, this is very interesting. I mean, we were talking about evaluation of ARM and of the organizations that have done the most with that. Barcelona Supercomputing Center and through the Mont Blanc project is, uh, in my estimation, done the most of it so far. This is now a phase three prototype. So it's not like this is their first rodeo with ARM and they're still moving forward on it. And this is now a 7.9 million euro project. Now that's got to include both CapEx and OpEx, but that's about eight and a half million dollars, which makes it actually right. larger than the uh, the commitment for the Cray project we were just discussing uh, with that uh, with that university consortium in the UK. So this is uh, this is another major European based uh, arm based supercomputing deployment that I think you're going to see a lot of real evaluation of real HPC codes at supercomputing levels of scale. And if they get that working, uh, you know, that's the grease to get ARM percolating through the wider part of the HPC market. Yeah, exactly right. And, and having basically two OEMs and two projects basically building different systems for different organizations, I think uh, we're going to see some of that software activity start to coalesce. There's going to be a lot more people involved here. There's, there's, there's some money floating around. I mean, as far as the Bulls' uh, contribution here, they're actually going to put this into their Bulls Sequana technology. That's their right. technology for their future, uh, for their current systems now, their pre-exascale systems, and also for their eventually their exascale systems. That includes the their own uh, BX1, their Bull exascale interconnect as well. So uh, unlike Cray, which is putting it on their sort of their cluster platform, Bull is going to put this prototype actually on their their top-of-the-line supercomputing platform. Uh, so that, that should be interesting. Now, they didn't talk about if there's going to be any accelerators into this, in, accelerators in this prototype, uh, like, uh, like a GPU or even a Xeon 5, but um, we can almost assume there will be something like this since all the other Mont Blanc prototypes had some sort of acceleration technology in it, the, the goal here being to reduce energy consumption as much as possible. That's sort of the, the, the mission for Mont Blanc is to get that energy efficiency uh, in, the, in the scope of what an X-scale supercomputer would be. So we might see an actually ARM-based supercomputer here with uh, GPU acceleration as well, which is 
uh, again, an, a, another thing that will be evaluated going forward for a lot of these uh, customers, especially in, in Europe. Yeah, ARM plus GPU is definitely an architectural option that I'm looking at very closely in terms of end-user evaluation and adoption of it. I, I think it does show some practical promise that people are looking yeah. at. And you made an excellent point with regards to Bull and Sequana. Bull has been very clear that Sequana, with their BXI interconnect, is their architecture for Exascale, that they are prepared to build Exascale systems in that architecture that they have today. And if if this is a successful phase three prototype, it could very well be paving the way for uh, ARM or ARM plus GPU based exascale systems. That is the, the, the point of this kind of deployment. And while it might be a bit of a reach to call this a pre-exascale system, I think it's certainly the research that's going on with it here in terms of application scalability is being done very much with exascale in mind. Yeah, that's that's right, and you know we should we should point out that neither Crane or Bull has committed to ARM products at this point. They're they're putting these into their current platforms, but as far as we know, these are these are special um, these are special projects at these companies, and they haven't come out with a, an ARM-based option on either the Bull Sequana or the Cray CS400 at this point. In, in that sense, I think they're going to. They're going to wait and see and, and see how these projects work out and see if there's customer interest in that. And then sometime in the future, if, if things pan out, we might see something. But in this case, it's actually the user base that's ahead of the OEMs. And they're, they're turning to the OEMs to build these things for them because there's no products in the field right now that they can, they can just tap into. The, the interest is a little bit higher than uh, – it's a little bit out in front of, of what the OEMs are thinking, I think, at this point. One last quick thing I want to mention on this week's podcast, one other news story we don't have a whole lot to say about because there aren't a lot of details yet, but uh, it's come out this week in HPC that the IDG Group, uh, International Data Group Incorporated, IDG, is being acquired by uh, China Oceanwide Holdings Group Limited, uh, and uh, that includes... Our competitors, IDC, which is a, a well-known uh, uh, global industry analyst firm, but the HPC business is not and cannot be included in that acquisition because uh, of the amount of government consulting work uh, they do. It's our estimation that that's more than half of their business these days is in uh, these large-scale government consulting contracts for HPC and supercomputing. So the HPC group within IDC is now looking for a new buyer with the intent of carrying on their operations uh, under uh, under a different flag. But I, I think this uh, just, just brings up more questions than answers. We're not exactly sure how they're going to do that. I think the big thing they need to protect is their government consulting contracts and government-associated things like the HPC user forum that they do. Uh, we can wish them luck, but uh, it's interesting stuff that the IDC team is going to go through right now. Yeah, that that is an interesting development, especially in in uh, for you. Yeah, it looks like they. I mean, they've all sort of operated as sort of their own group within IDC, but behind them was this huge uh, analyst organization. You never quite knew, you know, how much that was sort of affecting their work. But they were all sort of independent. They had their own group, and they they were doing all sorts of things. In some sense, that to me seemed to overlap with what IDC was doing. Sort of was. Uh, 
you know, they had a different take on it. So it looks like in the in the near term, they're going to be independent if they can find a bigger buyer with another a larger umbrella group. Uh, maybe that'll happen. But it'll be interesting times for the IDC HPC people. And yeah, we we wish them well. And it'll be uh, uh, yeah, we'll see how it develops over the next uh, year or so. Well, we'll just keep competing against them the best we can, and uh, and uh, you know I I think their government consulting uh, work will still go well. Uh, I don't know what it yep. means for their traditional analyst business, the market sizing and forecasting, uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how they do. But for that, for now, we'll wrap it up and uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks for another couple of interesting stories, Michael. I like talking about ARM and what's going on with the end users in Europe. Absolutely. And thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.